Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. I am, I'm diving into a deep topic today and I feel really called to share it. Now, I have openly shared that over the last few months, probably the last six to eight months, I have received a lot of, I say a lot, but I received some bizarre messages, some, you know, definitely not supportive um, and I, and I realize that this is part of this online space, this online space that a lot of us are growing in. So we really, the story only ever has the meaning that we give it. We know that. And one of the ways that I navigate through some of this energy is to literally like do a deep dive research and share and talk about it. So here we are. Recently, I have had a message come across my desk um, on some criticism that I have received as well as I say this, I didn't receive it. Actually. I heard it receiving. It means I take it on not doing that. Um, so I'm actually going to change my words for a second. And so I wanted to do this deep dive and understand a little bit more about criticism and why we do it. Like, why do we actually do it? Because you know me, I am fascinated by our emotions and our emotions are literally driving the wheel more than we realize. So becoming a master of our emotions is something I talk about a lot. It's one of my biggest takeaways of NLP and understanding this piece of it. And so I wanted to understand what is criticism and why do we do it? Because it certainly doesn't move the needle forward for us or for anyone else, but we still do it. So let's talk about it. So criticism, I actually am linked. I linked an article in the show notes because I found this so fascinating and I knew I wanted to share it with you. So here's the definition of criticism. It's the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. So expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. Understand when it says perceived, that's your perception. That's what that means. So criticism comes from us. That's our perception. Criticism is the act of making judgments, analysis of qualities, and evaluation of comparative worth, especially the critical consideration and judgment of someone's work. So when we sit in this space of criticizing someone's work, that's coming from our perception of what they're doing. Now, is there a space for negative and constructive criticism? Yes, they both have a, it happens, right? They they actually, for criticism to be effective, I don't even like the word criticism, 
But for it to be effective, there needs to be something constructive, like something that I can do. Imagine if your kids are in school and all they're hearing is, well, that's shit and that's not good. And this is, but there's nothing constructive to do with that. Like, what is, what do you do with that? There's no room for growth. So if you're in a space and you're catching yourself in criticism, like I really challenge you to, how can you share something in a more constructive way? And again, this is for me, I'm not even claiming to be perfect at all in this, but this is something that has just happened to me recently. So again, I feel very called to share. So it's very important that if you're actually going to sit in a space of criticism, I challenge you to think of it constructively and how can you share something in a constructive way? It's often considered that criticism is finding fault with someone and what they're doing and that you're trying to make things right by finding fault in what they do and changing it. Not your place, but just saying that. Um, as a parent, your kids listen. Like I, I think of how many times I made mistakes as a parent and I know there was a lot of them, but when it comes down to it, like how can you give them some constructive advice instead of just beating down what they're not doing, which is there's no human that's going to react in a positive way when this happens. So again, this is all coming from personal experience. This is something that came up for me. So criticism is actually a reaction to us feeling a loss of personal value by the attitude or behavior of someone around us. So that means that we end up criticizing that person in order to regain some value for ourselves. Well, if that's what we're doing, it's not going to work. It's going to tell you that it's not going to work because that means you're letting your value come from someone outside of you. And that's, that's not where value comes from not sustainable value. It has to come from internal. So catch yourself. If you fall into the trap of criticizing someone, then are you doing it to feel better about yourself? Because ew, ew, like all the way that is just, it's not good for anyone. So I watched this firsthand recently. I heard words that were said about me and I was like, wow. Okay. Well, how am I going to react to that? Um, And this is how I react to it. So criticism is actually, I'm going to say this because I've kind of gone down a bit of a research. It's pretty fascinating. Criticism is envy in disguise. It's actually envy in disguise. And envy is actually a really scary, toxic emotion. It's super scary, toxic emotion. It's actually one of the seven deadly sins as they talk about it. And it tends to go hand in hand with very destructive criticism towards the object of the envy. So if you, it, and it's more, it's a proportionate relationship. So if you actually really envy someone and then your criticism them, of them will be along the same trajectory. And it's actually, I said, very destructive for the person who is feeling it and for the person who it's towards. No one wins. No one's winning. So if you're doing it to feel better about yourself, no one's winning. It's very short lived. I promise you. This emotion is, it's very harmful. It's masked as superficial and shallow statements. Envy acts silently. It's actually very silent. You don't realize it. And it tends to grow over time and can lead to delight in people's misfortune. Again, ew, if that's where we're going, that is not how I choose to live. But if you are in a space of envy, like you're actually like, did you see? Like they fell on their face. Did you see it? Like what happened to him? It didn't work. Like 
if you're staying in that space and you're delighting at someone else's misfortune, I can say like, first off, you're probably not listening to this podcast because that's just not how I, how I talk and what I speak. But if you're in that space, karma's a real bitch. Like you should actually really check yourself because that you do not want to bring this stuff back around. You really don't. And so envy then sometimes shows itself and it comes loaded with resentment and judgment and, and this criticism piece that I just talked about. And it's always misunderstood. Like if you're the person receiving this resentment, judgment, criticism, well, I don't know how you're going to perceive it right. There's no good way to perceive it. It doesn't feel good. And Envy arises when you want something that you don't have and you feel upset that others are having good fortune. So unfortunately, it's it's a very, very common feeling that a lot of us experience, but it's actually turning you into a lesser person. It's actually not allowing you to shine and it is not bringing out the best in you. So if you're listening to this, you're like, damn, that's me. I've done this. Listen, don't judge yourself. I just want you to get curious. How do we change our emotions? We consciously become aware of what we are doing, how we're behaving, how we're thinking and what we're doing. And so I want you to become consciously aware of this because it's not turning you into the person that you desire to be. I guarantee it. If you're listening to the show, this is not who you desire to be. So I want you to be consciously aware of what's happening and when this is happening. And so in addition negative reactions that the, like, if you're experiencing this, it's really easy to fall back in a space of, okay, oh, wow, I'm being too much and I should pull back and isolate myself. And I should actually not speak up because like, I'm doubting myself now and I'm receiving this criticism and I don't know what to do with this. And it feels really bad. And then all of a sudden we stop showing up and it's like, no, 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 that's not what we're doing either. I am stepping into this space right now because I feel really called to share it because I have recently been experiencing this and I do want to share it because this is actually one of the reasons why so many people are afraid of showing up. They're afraid of showing up and allowing themselves to be heard because this is real. Experiencing this criticism is real and it's scary. So how do we shift through this? If you catch yourself being in a space of judging somebody, you're criticizing somebody, get curious, consciously aware and ask yourself, am I envying something that they're doing? Like, is this some, is this coming from a space of envy? Because how else can you shift it? Can you stop for a second and actually try and put yourself in that other person's shoes? Like, can you actually stop and see their point of view? Because a lot of people don't have that ability. They're not very good at that. I'm sorry. Um, but they're not really good at being able to look at it from someone else's point of view. This is techni- technically what empathy is, is being able to recognize someone else's feelings, recognize what they're experiencing, and being able to put yourself in their shoes. Because we don't ever know someone's story. We think we know their story. We absolutely do not know their story. You can envy someone else's prestige, their money, their health, their emotional success, their profession, the wins, the luck, the air quote lux that they're having. And honestly, it doesn't matter because it's still all forms of criticism and envy. And it's not going to move the needle forward for you or for them. 
or for your relationships or however it's going to look. And so I really want you to think about this. Like, how can you break it down, recognize, be conscious of it, ask yourself some deep questions. And it's like, wait, am I actually like envious in disguise? Because I have a few people that I've actually been envious of, I'm not going to lie, where I look at it and go, it looks like things are working out easier for them than they are for me. But again, I do not know their whole story. I don't know their whole picture. And I believe deep down that I'm on the path that I am here to be on, because I think I'm here walking really difficult lessons, life lessons, and I choose to teach about it. I don't choose to retreat. That's just, that's who I am. And that's, I'm okay with that because I think I'm actually here to create change in people who are open and willing and ready to step into this space. So I want to share an example and I'm going to figure out how I'm going to put this together. I had years ago when we were in the midst of dealing with teen substance abuse, I had a couple of friends who we did everything together and we spent a lot of time together and all of a sudden that friendship was gone. And I don't actually know what happened. Something probably happened, but I don't know. Um, I was in the midst of beyond chaos and like trying to survive one more day. And I kept thinking, well, they're not returning calls. They're not returning messages. And then finally, you know what? You get to a point where you're like, wait, I think it actually is me. Like, this is actually, this has got to be me. I've done something. Until I ran into one of them one day in the grocery store. We literally came face to face in the grocery store, face to face. And she turned and walked the other way. And I went, okay, well, I remember my husband saying, I'm so sorry. That must have been so hard. And I had this moment of thinking, you know what? All of the confusion was gone. It was all of a sudden, it was very clear that yes, there was an issue. Yes, there was a problem between the two of us. And then I just went, I don't have room for that. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the energy to take that on. And so what I started to do is every time somebody left my life and there was like a a revolving door at that point, because very few people wanted to be around us, um, which I understand. But there was this revolving door. And I got to the point that when somebody left, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see who's going to come in. We are making space for incredible relationships and great friendships. And I actually don't say that with bitterness and resentment. That's actually the mindset that I had to get to. And about a month ago, I ran into one of these two friends and she stopped me in the, in the grocery store again, ironically, same place. And she said, you know, um, how are you doing and everything good. And all of a sudden we proceeded into this chat where she said, can I be honest with you? Like, this is like six years ago. Can I be honest with you? I'm like, sure, here we go, bring it. And she was like, I'm so sorry for how we treated you. I'm so sorry for what we did. It wasn't fair. It wasn't fair what we did. And we were in a space of full judgment, full criticism, honestly, And you were falling apart and we just didn't know what to say or do anymore. So we walked and I just looked and I'm like, okay, well, thank you for stopping. But again, completely unattached to what she was saying. It was nice to have the apology. I didn't need it. That's the difference. You don't need, if you need it, check and do the work on yourself first. And she said, you know, since the last six years, these are all the things that we've had to deal with in our own personal life. And none of it was small. It was not small. It was big. And she said, did I ever learn some direct lessons about judgment and criticism? Because I honestly feel like in some ways I called a lot of this chaos into my own life because I lived in judgment. And I was so proud of her. I was so like, whether we never have another conversation again, 
But she said, you know, I know you've mentioned, you never said our names. You've always said integrity. Thank you for that. But I know that I know what you're talking about. I've heard it. I've actually read your book. Thank you for everything that you've done and put out there. And I'm sorry for how we treated you. And it was such an interesting moment because I went, isn't this powerful when we can learn to detach our emotions and not hold it in a space of feeling like, you know, they owe me this. Like, ew, again, just like check yourself, please. And know that most of the emotions that you're exhibiting or the things that you are demanding that someone else recognize or you're going into this space of criticism is honestly just lessening you energetically. It's lessening you as a person. It is not bringing you what you desire and it will never create change in your life. It it doesn't, nobody wins, nobody wins. So check yourself, please. I say it with love. Honestly, watch the criticism. Watch when you're in that space of criticism because you do not know what someone else is walking through ever, ever, ever. You don't know. So watch that criticism. Get curious. Ask yourself, is this envy in disguise? Like, is this actually envy? Am I envious of something that they have or something I think that they have? And recognize that is actually dragging you down energetically. It is not helping you, any of your relationships. And it is certainly not helping the person that you're being critical of. And I say this with love, honestly. I walked out of this situation. I was like, that stings. Um, Okay, what am I going to do with that? And I'm like, I know. I'm going to transmute it into a podcast episode because that's what speaks to me is being able to teach and share on this. And honestly, I've learned so much about myself, my emotions, my thoughts, my beliefs, who I am at the core. I've learned a lot of that through NLP and through learning how to become more and more outspoken, mastering my emotions. And that is just some of the work that I get to do. So if you want to learn more about mastering your emotions or the um, outspoken coaching program that is starting, all the links are in the show notes. This is the stuff that lights me up because it creates long lasting change and it allows you to step into a space of taking full radical responsibility and ownership for yourself because you're not tied to what everyone else is doing. You're just not. You learn to let go of that. So it's really powerful. I hope this resonates. I would love to hear some of your big takeaways. Maybe you've had a couple of aha moments or ouch moments when you did this, when you listened to this episode. But I thank you so much for being here and for sharing in the energy of this episode. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.